0: is the fastest, easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Head to their new, updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. Hello, and welcome to Unlaced with Chalk and Bates. I'm Madison Chalk.
1: And I'm Evan Bates.
0: And here we are, still in Japan. (laughs) Today in Yokohama. Uh, we just arrived last night from Iwate on the bullet train. That on was the bullet fun. train,
1: just jumping back into the podcasting groove. Yeah, trying to get back into the habit, um, and really not a lot of agenda today. Just gonna
0: just kind of fill you fill you guys in on what's been going on, our our favorite things about tour so far. Um, might just be babbling, babble, babble
1: that's what the podcast is for, I guess.
0: (laughs) Well, let me just start off by saying how much I truly enjoy the bullet train. I could probably just be content (laughs) hopping on a bullet train every day and just riding it. It's so fun.
1: I did not realize how fast the bullet train was until we were standing on the platform. The bullet train came blitzing by and I was like, it literally blew my hair back. Everybody was like, Everyone was shocked. Taken aback. Yeah. We looked around like our jaws were on the floor. I was like, dang.
0: Because when you're on it, it doesn't feel like it actually goes that fast because it's so smooth and so quiet.
1: I mean, I wonder if it's traveling as fast as an airplane.
0: No, airplanes travel very fast. I, I don't think it's traveling as fast as an airplane.
1: It was, it was fast. We should look
0: it up, though. We'll, we'll get back to you on the, the speed. Um, but anyways, but we've, yeah.
1: we, so we've had a super busy week. We started Stars on Ice. Um, just last week, and we've already done what six shows. Mm-hmm, We're six in the shows. middle of a stretch right now—seven shows in seven days. Um, which is which is a lot. It's
0: yeah, it, it's a lot. Seven days in a row of of skating is always um a challenge, and it's not something that I think most skaters normally do.
1: But seven days in a row of performing is even different. Yeah,
0: it's like a different stamina. But I think the adrenaline and like the fun of all the numbers and being with your friends really helps. Um, and they
1: treat us really well
0: oh yeah we're having just the The best the fans are
1: so so good like so i mean obviously i think it's worth noting that yuzu is doing the shows and it just is such an honor and a privilege to be in these shows with yuzu because the fans that come out and support are like i've never seen anything like it i feel like we're traveling with one of the beatles
0: yeah he's a superstar like
1: we landed in in the plane from osaka to iwate and there were like people Lining up, like next to the runway on the on the hills, mm-hmm.
0: not even at the airport, to get a glimpse like a of hill. like the
1: plane landing, we yeah. get off the plane there, like just droves and droves of fans, just like waiting to get a glimpse of Yuzu everywhere we go is mm-hmm. like even last night, we were on
0: the bullet train, and there were a couple stops that weren't even our stops, they were just like stops that the bullet train made from Iwate to Yokohama, and uh I had my window open a little bit, and I just see these. The, some some people, and then I noticed that they have like the little Pooh bears. Kind the Pooh bear's
1: wearing his. They're costume. wearing their.
0: The Pooh bear's wearing his costume, or just like little Pooh bear keychains, and I'm like, oh my gosh, those are Yuzu fans just waiting at this on this platform, just hoping to maybe get a glimpse of him. I'm like, it's just like a different level of of stardom. It's it's incredible. It's it's really remarkable, and to see Yuzu perform every night, honestly, like. I'm a fan. I'm yeah, a big fan. I, I go out like, there every night to watch him.
1: I feel like he's even like reached a new level. Mm-hmm. Like skating mm-hmm. and shows and just like the freedom. He's still doing, you know, quads and triple axles. Like the content of his show program is basically a competitive long program. He goes out and he's just like nailing it and mm-hmm. it, his jumps have improved and like his aura and his charisma on the ice is unmatched. Like yeah. seriously I have not seen He skates with so much anything freedom like it. And,
0: and passion and it's just it's so inspiring to see every night. Anyways, yeah. So big Yuzu fans over here.
1: Yeah, um, it's been incredible. So the, bullets, the, the bullet train goes 200 miles an hour.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fast, but not as fast as a plane. A
1: plane goes 460 yeah. to 575 miles an hour. So <laughs> literally <laughs> twice, twice as fast as, fast as the yeah. bullet train. But I tell you what, like I haven't been that close to a plane when it's,
0: yeah, you it's know, true. I'm
1: usually on the inside.
0: And the same when you're on the plane, it doesn't feel like it's moving that fast.
1: No, but the bullet train. We were we were in a nice cabin, I mm-hmm. think, and it's like magnetic and it's quiet, and the cabin is pretty nice.
0: Yeah, you like wave your hand to open the door, and I was really I love and in, like inspecting bathrooms when I go to different places. It's just something <laughs> like I've always loved since I was a child. It's I a just hobby. have to see what the bathroom looks like. In a restaurant or wherever, I just I'm curious. I'm always curious about the bathroom sitch. Um, So I went to the bathroom on the bullet train, of course, because one curiosity, two necessity. Mm -hmm. Um, And I went to this the bigger one, and I was waiting. And Paul came out of the bathroom, and when he came out, there was like the door is curved, and it just opened like a spaceship on its curve. It was so cool, and he was just standing there smiling at me, and I was there waiting to go (laughs) to the bathroom, just smiling at him. We were like, wow. This is so cool.
1: And you came back to the seat and you told everyone. Highly recommend going to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. If anyone needs to go to the bathroom, highly recommend. I was like,
0: it's worth your time, guys. Go check out the bathroom.
1: No, the bullet train had spaceship vibes for yeah. sure. It was very sleek and futuristic.
0: Mm-hmm. I was into it. Anyways, yeah. So always looking for a reason to hop on that bullet train.
1: So the travel from Iwate was really easy and fun. But maybe mm-hmm. we should talk about Iwate because oh, I feel like that was I, such a unique experience to get, get to so see. So cool, yeah. Northern part of Japan. Like I feel like it's more agricultural mm-hmm. area. It's
0: rural. rural very, Japan.
1: very beautiful. The food Every was Every day we would incredible. finish the show around 4.30 or 5 o'clock, get in the bus to go back to the hotel, and there was about a 40-minute bus mm-hmm. ride, and like the sun was setting over the mountains, oh, and it was gorgeous. the most picturesque, mm-hmm. beautiful, like, the colors. Kind of like and sh- we passed streams and
0: rivers. So there was water, and then the reflection of the sunset on the water. It was just incredible, so picturesque.
1: And then the hotel where we were was a spa Mm -hmm. or an onsen, which Maddie definitely utilized. Oh,
0: did I ever, I was not the only person though, but so anyways, when you get into the room, you see like they've laid out a robe and a towel for you. And I was like, Oh, I thought it was just like, you know, sometimes they have robes and towels at hotels. Usually they do. Sure. But this was specifically for the onsen, 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 onsen. Onsen. need to double check how to pronounce it. Um, but they had this really comfy robe. And so I put it on and actually, no, I didn't put it on first. I went down to dinner the first night and there were a, a bunch of people just wearing them to dinner. And I was like, Oh, we can wear these really beautiful, comfy robes to dinner. Count me in. But then they're like, Oh no, they're for the spa. And so then I was curious. I'm kind of babbling, but anyways, go
1: for it. Babble.
0: <laughs> I'm just like, there's so many things to tell you about the onsen. Okay. So first you walk in and I think there's like a specific, there is a specific etiquette to the Ansan and they say follow the locals and like just kind of like follow what they do. But when I went, there were no locals to follow. I was the only one in there. So I kind of just like wandered around. I had to go on my phone, but it says no phones. You're but i not supposed like, on your phone, right? I know, but I was the only one in there and I was like, I don't know what to do. So I had to look up like Ansan etiquette. And um, so I learned like, okay, you leave your shoes at the door, which my mistake, I kind of walked in a little bit before I realized you had to take your shoes off before Oops. I saw the sign. Oops. Um, but they were slippers, so it was okay, I think. Um, and then you take off all your clothes, you put them in this nice little basket with a number so you don't get them mixed up, and then you go into the main onsen area with all the baths. They had a cold bath, they had, like, a kind of warm bath, and then they had the hot baths, and then they also had an outdoor bath. Um, and one more thing, they had a sauna, yeah, and then a bunch of showers and, like, showerhead areas where you, um... Wash yourself fully before you get into the baths for sanitary reasons, obviously. So I fully showered, washed up, and then got into the onsen, and
1: it was just delightful. So it's like a varying degrees of temperature. Yeah, there are and different then ones. Different mm-hmm. like tubs to yeah, soak in. And there was like a
0: little waterfall pouring out fresh mineral water. So like the tub was always like refreshing and getting fresh water. And just that general aura, the lighting was really nice and moody, um, not lots of natural elements. So in the middle of one of the baths, there was this big natural log, I think, just to separate the areas cool. or for people to, like, lean their head on or rest on. Um, and then there was a place where you could lay down, a lay-down ensemble. Mm. So that's where I
1: did. You fall just asleep? parked
0: myself. I almost fell asleep. Then I was like, you, you're going to get too hot. You don't want to drown, like. Don't do anything stupid. I mean, I don't think oh, I was it submerged
1: prepared. in the water. Yeah, it was submerged oh. in the
0: water, and you just lay there. But like, oh, it was so nice.
1: You came back to the room. You were very relaxed. Yeah.
0: Well, I did a little like hot cold plunge action. So I laid in the lay down onsen, and then I would go into the cold one, fully submerged, like up to my neck. I've never really fully done a cold bath up to my neck before, and it felt incredible. Was it really
1: cold, or was it like it was like lukewarm?
0: It was. No, no, it was not lukewarm. It was, it was cold. It was like icy, but it wasn't like unbearable.
1: Like take your breath away, kind of cold, or
0: mm, like a, maybe not take your breath away fully, but like just a light.
1: Uncomfortable <gasps> gasp. at first, yes, and then
0: uncomfortable it, at first, okay. but I could easily submerge myself fully, and then I felt like little tingles. So it was, it was a good cold, and then I went back in the hot, and then I finished on the cold again. Nice. It was lovely. I the only thing I regret is not going in the outdoor one, but next time i got i guess i left something for next time hopefully it was just so
1: cool to see like tr- a traditional you know japanese mm-hmm. practice and getting out of the big city which we were in osaka and then we went up to iwate and now we just came back to yokohama yokohama and osaka are, are pretty big cities mm-hmm. iwate was just like such a departure from yeah. that it was really a unique experience and i'm so grateful like to get the experience
0: also the food that was in iwate i was not expecting I mean, I don't know what I was expecting, but the food was just, everything was so delicious and so special. Each night they had a different kind of specialty dish at dinner. Yeah, Um, There was one where you could, you took the little pot and it was a cast iron pot and it had raw meat and raw veggies and then you light the little wasn't a candle, but it looked like a candle underneath. And it would burn and just cook the meat for you in the cast iron pot. And mm-hmm. I was just thrilled with that. I love a, <laughs> an action kind of dinner dish that you get involved in. Yeah. What else? What was your favorite part?
1: I think just like it felt like the first time where we relaxed after Worlds and really like mm-hmm. just took it easy. Like the hustle and bustle of Worlds went straight into rehearsals. All of a sudden, we're doing these shows that, and these new choreography, mm-hmm. you know, group numbers that we just learned. And then all of a sudden, we flew up to Iwate, and it was like the pace of everything just slowed down. We were in the mountains, in the woods.
0: Yeah, it totally. was like kind
1: of this old-fashioned vibe. It was just like a like the slower hotel was pace really nice, but it wasn't super modern at mm-hmm. all. It was, it was kind of an older, old-fashioned feeling, and mm-hmm. I love that.
0: Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I feel like when we were in Osaka, it's like still a quite a big city so it's a bit faster paced there's lots to do lots of stimulation and then we got to Iwate and it was just we were just surrounded by nature and mm-hmm. quiet and it was so peaceful and lovely
1: what was your favorite part obviously the onsen I
0: mean obviously the onsen and the food I like every meal it was just delicious I had to like really control myself I was like okay don't overeat it, this it was meal. hard It was hard not to overeat if you're gonna regret it like 20 minutes after you finish eating but nevertheless i just (laughs) kept eating and kept eating because the food was so delicious
1: what about tour so far or the show specifically what's been your favorite part maybe what's been a low light maybe a highlight and a low light of tour so far
0: um okay i'll start with a low light i think i think just coming off of a major competition like Worlds is is difficult to jump right into skating. And I think since we were already in Japan, we didn't have like the travel day that maybe you would kind of unwind and relax on the plane. Like we just jumped right into skating and learning the numbers and not really having any days off um, since Worlds apart from a travel day. We've had two days
1: off, but they've both been travel days. Yeah,
0: so that's been, I would say, the most most challenging part, most difficult part is just how to pace it, how to pace your body, um, and recover from a competition, but yet continue to perform and, and be in shape and yeah. Throw out that energy, that performance energy every night. Um, but then my favorite part is learning the group numbers and being a part of group numbers. It's just always my, my favorite part of tour. It's so fun. What's your favorite
1: group number this year? Oh,
0: oh, James Bond. Mm -hmm. No question. It's so fun. I I especially love the guys number at the beginning. Um, It's so creative. Jeff did an amazing job. And I just always loved the James Bond music. Uh, What about you? What's your high? Highlights and lowlights? Yeah.
1: Mm. Well, I would say I'll start with a low light like you. I would say it's not really a low light, but just. I'm in these group numbers with like Jason Brown and Koshiro Shimada and literally like the component kings of figure skating. Like they make a little they make everything look so good. And then I'm in these group numbers with them and I have to match them and you know it's so good for me to be you know, to see because we get video right after the first couple shows and you can see like Mm -hmm. and the in the video never lies. So I'm like, oh man, these guys are so good and I'm out there with them and it just you know, just, you, you pick apart your performance. I think it's only natural like anybody would do, but um, they're so good. And I'm in the group numbers with all of them, and I'm like, ah, oh, i got I to gotta work on my solo skating here because where's my partner? I'm used <laughs> to skating with you out there.
0: I mean, you're so good too, but I know what you mean. Like when you look at single skaters, it's just like a different ease of movement because they so are so good. used to just moving on their own and finishing their movements and doing what's natural. And I think for dance or pairs, we're used to accommodating another person or like adjusting. So we're always kind of looking and then it's not till you really polish the program and work on it a lot that you work on those finishing touches and they yeah. already like have them ingrained. I Even think, when, when we learn the choreography,
1: when we're making the programs or the Jeff's making the group numbers and he's like, okay, Evan, like, can you do an Arabian here? I'm like, mm, no, not necessarily. No, what, how's your butterfly? Uh, it's non-existent. You know, I do my best work on the ice, so maybe just a knee slide or something. You know, <laughs> do a great spread eagle. Um, but he's, you know, obviously he's very accommodating. And I think it looks good when the whole group is together. But yeah, I mean, there's also the component of what show skating is versus what competitive skating is, and I think show skating is like you making little stuff look good mm-hmm. and you're on you're on the ice for like seven or eight minutes in some of these programs and, and the you, ice you're is small all the time mm-hmm. you might be doing nothing like sometimes in the james bond number we're just you know sitting at the table because mm-hmm. we have props <laughs> you know sitting at the bar or whatever and you know you're always on stage so just being aware of your body language and stage presence stage presence it's, <laughs> yeah but it's been so good
0: yeah it's been really fun like you can't push full out in any um, show the ice so you, is smaller, the ice is smaller, and the lights, and there are so many things, and so you can't really skate full out, mm-hmm. but then you learn how to perform fully without like doing your full max, which is a, it's a, a different, different, it's energy. different energy, yeah. And it's really fun, it's a but, fun energy, but something you need to learn and like practice. Yeah.
1: But my highlight, I would say, is just. I really think this is the best show I've ever been a part of. In terms of like the caliber of the cast is so high. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Yuzu we talked about has been so incredible to see up close and to see backstage his preparation and how you know he hasn't competed in a few years, but he's. I feel like he's even better than he was when he was competing, and it's just inspiring Maybe to just be around. We're
0: also, seeing it like up close in person, like I think oftentimes at competition we would see him, but maybe from afar or maybe through the screen. And just seeing skating live is so special, like to feel the energy and feel the power and the flow and to see all the nuances um, of each skater as they're dancing on the ice is really special. And you see them more when you see them live.
1: Mm -hmm. And then all the Japanese world champions are in the show.
0: Yeah. Not to mention them, right? Yeah. Oh my goodness. It's Kaori, Shoma...
1: Ryuchi, Rika, and, and just, yeah, I mean, it's a privilege to be a part of the cast. So I'd say that's my highlight.
0: Yeah. Kazuki, Koshiro, yeah. like, I mean, the Jason list Brown. goes on. Jason Brown, Alexa, and Brandon.
1: Even the uh, some of the younger skaters, Mao Shimada is in the yeah. show. You see the next generation of skaters who will surely be doing incredible things in the years to come.
0: Yeah, it's, it's incredible. We're having so much fun. Just watching other skaters, yeah. <laughs> watching the show every weekend.
1: So today we have a, a show. Oh, did you
0: hear that? That was my hip. <laughs> I don't know if the mic picked that up, but my hip just like popped really loud.
1: <laughs> so yeah, we have a show tonight in Yokohama. It'll be the seventh show out of 10. And we're just going to roll it into the weekend. And we finish up on Sunday. And then next week we have a competition. <laughs> but guess
0: what is right before that? What? Two days off.
1: <laughs> nice. What do you want to do on our two days off?
0: Um, I think one, like, good rest day. Mm-hmm. And then I'd like to, like, explore a little bit. I mean, I love being in Tokyo and...
1: I was really we'll tempted right to go in. golfing on Tuesday because Brandon Frazier... I'm so
0: surprised you didn't. I, I really I know, thought but you would.
1: The pairs compete Friday, Saturday, and the dancers compete Thursday, Friday, and he's going golfing on Tuesday. I see. And I feel like if I go golf on Tuesday... I
0: might be sore. I'm and gonna be <laughs> sore. And, <laughs> yeah. I'm,
1: and that's like you said, it, it's a rest day, Yeah. and we haven't had two days off since Worlds. Mm-hmm. And I just made a responsible decision... You just made a really responsible to say, decision. you know what? I'm going to pass on the golf. Wow. Even wow. I'm so proud of you. I wanted to, but...
0: That is hard to resist, too, because, like, if any of you know Evan well, you know he is an excellent golfer and loves golfing. Well, thank you. And to golf in Japan, I mean, like—
1: You know what? It's Master's Week. I don't know if you knew that, but—so I'll be watching (laughs) the golf all weekend, and I'll get my my golf fixed that way. But I think Monday, Tuesday, we have off. We're probably going to end up going out and doing something fun. Yeah. Probably walking for like twelve miles, and I know
0: Paul and <laughs> I have a list of shops we want to hit. So maybe we'll be
1: vintage, vintage or, otherwise. or
0: otherwise. Also, just like beauty products here, I'll, we'll have to do another episode just on the Japanese beauty products that I've. You found should do a shopping learned. guide, yeah, to Japan. Oh, that's okay. Maybe the next next week, after
1: because we go exploring. So you you went out a little bit with Matthew Caron.
0: Yeah, we went, we were in Osaka. We went to a district called Americamura. They had a lot of cool vintage shops. Um, and we we just like had such a good time. There were so many shops and you just walk by. It's so stimulating. We found some really fun pieces. Um, Is that the it's place just, we like, went fun last to look year? Around. Yeah, yeah. It's right around there. Like the, the place called Florida. Um, that oh, the was shop really called cool. Florida. Yeah. Yeah. They had a lot of. Um, like vintage Ralph Lauren, like polo Ralph Lauren, like kind of like old American fashion. That's just like really nostalgic for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember last year things. you bought
1: a, a university of Michigan hoodie, right?
0: Yeah, I did. That was at a different store. I can't remember the name of that store, but it was
1: it was like so nineties. Yeah, it was like it a, was Rose Bowl, Rose Bowl. It was a Rose Bowl hoodie from 97, like, which was yes. just like my childhood yeah. summarized in one piece of clothing. It was,
0: yeah. That fit me. So I bought it and love it. So I'm looking for more like gems like that, that just like bring some nostalgia and just, Did you like, go
1: to Second Street?
0: Yeah, I did. Did go another to Second good Street, shop. another great shop. Those are kind of like all over the place, which which I love. You never know what you're gonna find. That's what I love about vintage shopping and just like secondhand shopping. It's so great to find like unique pieces that are special to you. But then also it's good for the environment because you're giving clothes a second life. And you're not uh, contributing to the fast fashion industry, which is such a problem Mm. right now. Um, But that's a whole topic for another day.
1: I think, though, in Japan particularly, the vintage shopping is so good because the people... In Japan takes such good care of their belongings that mm-hmm. when it does end up in the vintage shop sometimes it feels like it's brand it's new brand
0: new yeah it's pristine and also that's like a, a great lesson like from their culture to our culture any mm-hmm. culture just like how to take care of your things and give them the longest lifespan that you can because like there are good quality when you're done. things and then yeah pass them on like things are made well we just need to learn to preserve them or like if there's like a little hole like you can mend it you don't necessarily need to buy something new like things can be given a longer lifespan i think just the culture now is fast fashion trends move so
1: fast now too it's like you know you if you're like trying to be trendy it's like what's the window of time that you're gonna use that like a summer season. season
0: a spring season like but that's the difference like trends are trends but when you like find your style stylist forever your mm, own personal preach. style so
1: put that on a t-shirt <laughs> put it.
0: that on a t-shirt and wear it. but then is that considered a trend i don't
1: know <laughs> no, that's timeless that's timeless advice
0: <laughs> but yeah so i think it's about time to go get ready for the show eh
1: um yes
0: we're gonna head out soon get my hair and makeup things together to do that at the rink mm-hmm And enjoy our first show here in Yokohama.
1: Oh, you know what else is kind of a highlight of mine is when we do the goodies before the show.
0: Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I love those.
1: So the goodies are like secret handshakes, I guess you Mm -hmm. could say, between the cast members? Or like it
0: could be like, yeah, it's like a secret handshake or like a little dance. And if you're on tour for a couple years together, you can keep adding on to it. Like I remember... um, meryl and jeremy abbott meryl davis and jeremy abbott their goodie was so long when i first saw it, i was like what is that but then i realized when we got on tour that it was just you just like keep adding to it if you it's also just like tradition to Mm -hmm.
1: kind of pay homage to the stars on ice casts you know that Mm -hmm. came before us because
0: that's their tradition the the
1: producers of the show have been doing stars on ice since the beginning of it Mm -hmm. and they're the ones who are like, all right, you guys have to make goodies before the show. It's like, it's part of the tradition of Stars on Ice, which I love so much that there is Stars on Ice traditions yeah. that we try to preserve. And mm-hmm. um, and then yeah, it's just it's a so good fun. way to bond with like new cast members, mm-hmm. make a secret handshake. It just breaks the ice and you get to that yeah. next level of friendship where you're like, we have a secret handshake.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's such a good one. Oh, I'm glad you brought that one up. That is one of my highlights as well. Also,
1: another highlight is that When we wear the costumes, a lot of the Stars on Ice costumes um, stay in a warehouse and then sometimes, you know, they get reused for different numbers. And then you can see whose, say, shirt or dress you're wearing because their name is stitched into the collar. Mm -hmm. So I pulled out my shirt for James Bond. Do you know whose shirt I'm wearing? No. Patrice Lausanne. No way. Yeah.
0: How come you... Oh, how did you not tell me that earlier? That's so cool. I
1: took a photo. I was going to text him, but he's on vacation.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, in one of my dresses, I have Kyoko Ina, who was our team leader for Worlds last year.
1: Nice. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. You know, you see, like remember the history of mm-hmm. that costume. And I remember going to my first Dars I show, like when I was 10 or 11 years old and Kurt Browning was in the show. And we're going to be touring with him next <laughs> what month. What a full
0: circle moment.
1: <laughs> in Stars on Ice, North America. We're coming to Canada. We're coming to the U.S. And it's going to be amazing. And tickets are available. You should definitely go check them out.
0: Oh, yeah. Come see us. I just want to say one more thing about the costumes. Um, they're, most of the costumes we're wearing for the Japan tour are vintage Jeff Billings costumes, which, like, his... Craftsmanship are just on another level. Hmm. Um, so there's like a whole warehouse of all of the costumes he's ever made for Stars on Ice, and they're hand sewn. Like all the little beads, it's not just like gluing rhinestones on. Like each bead is sewn on, like bugle beads, small beads. Like it's it's just really a beautiful level of craftsmanship, and it's such an honor to be able to wear them. Yeah,
1: it's a big part of skating history, mm-hmm. and we're lucky to be part of it.
0: Alright, let's go make some more. Stars on ice, skating history, shows. Alright.
1: <laughs> this has been another episode of Unlaced with Chalk and Baits presented by Bet Online. Make sure you subscribe for future episodes and you can follow us on social media.
0: Talk to you soon.
1: Talk to you soon. Bye bye.